Welcome to the Logicalis Insights Podcast from the architects of change at Logicalis, making our complex, fast-changing world a simpler, more inspiring place to live, work, and grow. This podcast is sponsored by NetApp. Thanks for listening to the Logicalis Insights Podcast focused on everything data center. I'm your host today, Travis, and I'm a partner manager here at Logicalis. Today's topic is for the NetApp ONTAP 9 and some common problems that customers face when considering utilizing NetApp solutions by Logicalis for hybrid cloud. Today, we have three members of our Logicalis technical team, Kevin Kessler, Ben Compton, and Dennis Butterwick to help us in this panelist discussion. These three are all resources for us here at Logicalis. And Dennis, Ben, and Kevin, why don't you start introducing yourselves to our listeners? Thanks, Travis. Appreciate it. Dennis Butterwick here, Logicalis. Uh, had the privilege of working with NetApp Storage for a little over 25 years. Um, for the first 10 of those 25, I worked on the customer side in the data center operations, supporting uh, at the time all the NAS-based storage as well as the Unix and, and Linux platforms, as well as the, the backup for them. So for about the past 15 years, I've been on the, the VAR side helping customers face you know their biggest data center challenges from a storage perspective, really going to bat with them and, and helping them solve those challenges. So uh, I look forward to today's conversation. Uh, I think it'll be really, really interesting and good. And uh, I'll pass it over to my esteemed colleague, Ben, for his introduction. Hey guys, this is Ben. I'm a solutions architect here at Logicalis, and I have a similar pedigree to uh, my colleague Dennis here. I've been working for about 25 years or so with the uh, NetApp branded storage. I started out in the enterprise, actually started out in SLED and then moved to the enterprise. After that, I moved to being a consultant, actually did a stint at NetApp and then back here over to the VAR side and happy as I can be to be here. And I think as a whole, we're going to bring some really insightful things uh, with our experience to this podcast. Thanks, Ben. I'm Kevin Kessler. And uh, just like Ben and Dennis have been in uh, working with NetApp from the VAR side for, for over 25 years, got quite a bit of experience, been working in enterprise storage for longer than that. A lot of different products besides NetApp and uh, NetApp has been excellent, you know, for all my customers and all the, the enterprise solutions that I've worked on over the years. So I'm looking forward to talking about all the capabilities and things that we've done with ONTAP. Sweet. Thanks for the uh, thanks for your introductions, guys. Um, but before we get into the NetApp, you know, portfolio of of ONTAP capabilities and, and things like that, you know, from a from a technical perspective, what does Logicalis bring to the table for for our customers? I mean, what sets us apart from having our customers go direct or you know using somebody else? So what 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 separates us? I think one of the things that's going to make Logicalis really stand out from the pack or from to help enable our customers and delight them is going to be uh, our extensive portfolio of everything that surrounds the NetApp, not necessarily just the NetApp. Yes, we are experts in the NetApp and we carry, you know, many unique certifications with NetApp, but we have the ability to manage your storage array to help you along your cloud journey uh, around NetApp, including it and outside of it. And then also to, you know, really drive your business outcome at the end of the day, rather than just say, here is widget A and we're going to deploy it. So I think that's one of the things that Logic House is really going to differentiate themselves with is the fact of our deep knowledge of NetApp and all of the uh, underlying things that the uh, ONTAP operating system and the NetApp uh, product line itself supports. I, I think Ben hit it right, right on the head, right? It, it's not only our 
our capability to architect design from a storage perspective, but our unique ability to bring all those other pieces in, right? Whether it's gonna be networking, whether it's gonna be compute, uh, obviously backup is a huge component here. Uh, recovery time, there's lots of ransomware implications, lots, you know, lots of that, lots of bad stuff happening in the world right now. And uh, again, we have the unique ability to, to design uh, solutions, uh, not only storage, but everything around the storage as well. And when we architect uh, a solution, we're kind of responsible for that. You know, we just don't architect something and walk away from it, especially if we have to manage it. So, you know, as you mentioned, Dennis, backup and recovery too, you know, putting together a solution isn't just about providing, you know, uh, data uh, disk to for applications. It's, it's protecting that and designing it so that uh, the data is protected and that, that it can be managed and upgraded in the future. And to that point, Kevin, I, I really think that we, we really drive it home when we look at not only the pr data protection that's involved around this, but also the security layer that wraps around here. And just as you guys have both alluded to, when you look at the networking and the plumbing of the entire data center to and from the cloud and everything else, that's one of the, the things that, you know, no matter which data protection or which solution that you pick from, uh, from NetApp, you still have to have those underlying supporting players to actually make your outcome happen. And I think that's one place where Logicalis is really going to show our customers, you know, hey, we can do this. We can help you guys do it. And we tend to wrap an easy button around it so that you can do less with more. Yeah, security is really important. Being able to uh, not only protect uh, intrusion, you know, design the system properly, but be able to recover quickly as well uh, if, if anything happens. And NetApp has actually, you know, as a storage uh, company, they've really, that's where they've excelled on that. They've kind of invented the snap. We call it snap crack, you know, in the background, but all the snap technology, uh, even though today almost all storage systems have some sort of snap capability, nobody's been doing it as long as NetApp and as good as NetApp and be able to lock those snaps and protect that data against intrusion from any perspective. And I think that's your spot on, Dennis. I think ONTAP does have the most mature snapshot story of any storage on the market today. And that is really where the magic starts to happen and where we can actually allow help our customers go in and out of the hybrid cloud. And the things we can do with that today, you know, I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead on, on topics we might be talking about, but, you know, having a copy of your data, a read-only copy or a writable copy, being able to, to move that non-disruptively even, be able to move the online copy non-disruptively and being able to move it from not just node to node within a cluster, be able to move that into, for example, the cloud. So that when we talk about ONTAP, we're going to be talking about all different types of ONTAP, but there's cl you know clustered ONTAP, of course, but there's uh, you know cloud volumes ONTAP and you can run it uh, ONTAP as a VM of virtual, in a virtual environment, spin up um, just as, as an image has a lot of, you know, a lot of flexibility to be able to take those snaps or those online copies of your data, those containers and build them, move them around. Right. And, and Kevin, you know, the unique thing about NetApp, right, is we can really move them where, wherever we want to, right? They can stay on, you know, on customers' premises. They can go into the cloud, uh, software only NetApp, like you alluded to, Right. Uh, you know, from a software defined storage perspective. So I think that from a NetApp snapshot and even primary storage standpoint, right, it's the ability to take your data 
and put it where you want it, where it makes most sense for you, right? I think that's a real key benefit to NetApp is you can choose where you want your data based on the business outcomes that Ben, ben talked about a little bit earlier to meet those business objectives. And there's so many different ways that you can consume ONTAP, so many different flavors of it. Like you had, had mentioned, you know, software defined or everything. It's all about the software at the end of the day. It doesn't matter which sheet metal it works on, but really what it's about is data locality and the applications. You can take your application, once you move it there, you can move the supporting data with ONTAP right beside of it to deliver that user experience that all of our customers crave, especially during these crazy times right now with people looking to, you know, consume things in a hyperscale type fashion to where they, the supply chain may be letting them down, let's say. Then, yes, they can take their data that they have on-prem, zip it up to the cloud, take the snapshots that Kevin had alluded to, create, you know, zero footprint clones of it to enable, you know, the right to try. I mean, NetApp's been doing DevOps before that was even a word. So, you know, that's uh, that's kind of about how this happens. It happens by being able to have your data available anywhere, anytime, in any uh, uh, place. That completely, you know, solves the issue of uh, digital transformation and the business challenges that may occur of that. So, I mean, I think that's, I think that's very important for our customers and to understand is that, hey, with this one particular uh, operating system and on tap, you've got the ability to put any of your applications where you need at any time and consume them. And I think that's one of the biggest things is the reduction of liability around moving things to the cloud. If you move it somewhere and it doesn't work, you always have an avenue with the SNAP technologies to move it back the other direction and bring it back home on-prem. So there's, there's really uh, much less risk to your business when you uh, utilize uh, ONTAP. So for those who may not be familiar with ONTAP, you know, what would you say in, in basic terms is ONTAP? What are the main things that it's used for? And you know, what are some examples of some use cases that some customers have used ONTAP for? To me, ONTAP is beer. So you know, for us longtime NetApp folks, we know that the acronym ONTAP was probably inspired by beer. In fact, uh, earlier, you know, NetApp folks that I've worked with in the past, every version of ONTAP that's come out over the years, I'm thinking like 6.0 was Guinness. They all, they all have a beer, right? <laughs> a beer uh, associated with those versions of ONTAP. But what's funny is trivia-wise, you know, we, we, even the NetApp experts, and I'll, and I'll throw this out to you guys, you know what the acronym ONTAP actually stands for? I do not. Open Network Technology for Appliance Products which is pretty funny. They, they got a good name, but realistically it, it worked out really well uh, with the beer act, you know, using it as a, a beer sort of uh, term that they've used with their different versions of ONTAP. But NetApp started out as an appliance, right? It was re really revolutionary for its time. They supported NFS early on and then SIFS and then brought on um you know, um, block level, what we call block, being able to do iSCSI and fiber channel. And that's kind of where I kind of joined with ONTAP uh, in my solutions that I was providing for customers, because that's where I was, you know, where my background was, early SANS, some of the first SANS that were developed. But what's interesting is the term ONTAP, they've gone through so many different naming conventions and they've changed it over the, over the years. 
Right now, they're, they're sticking just with ONTAP. It used to be data ONTAP. There was seven mode ONTAP. There was ONTAP 7G, uh, clustered data ONTAP, CDOP. Yeah, now they're going by basically just ONTAP, right? And that comes with version nine. Uh, but there's a lot of history. But with that, all the things that we we were talking about with snapshots are the things we've done with this uh, with ONTAP. And it's not just the snapshots. They were the first real enterprise disk solution in my history that allowed and actually uh, allowed online data to be deduped. They weren't the first to dedupe data. They were the first to dedupe online data. Most of the dedupe in the past was used for backup and recovery, right? And saving costs on, on archive data. But, uh, you know, so much, you know, has come along and now cloud, the introduction of cloud in the NetApp world is huge. Being able to take ONTAP, run it anywhere, allows you to take the things that we've been talking about and move your data to the cloud, move your data from site to site. Um, and move your data within an environment non-disruptively. Well, one of the things, you know, I, 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 that I appreciate that candor, Kevin. One of the things, you know, I remember, and I'm going to date myself here. Do you remember when they used to call uh, uh, the NetApp uh, a NetApp toaster? Because that's, that's, that's when it was like a, a thought to be, you know, just an appliance or whatever. But it's, it's really funny that NetApp, okay, a network appliance is what it used to be, remember? Um, so uh, when we look at that, you know, lineage and that pedigree, um, and you're talking about that dedupe, they started doing things at the 4K block level, which really, you know, changed the game for a lot of people. Um, the, the most interesting thing I found out, even though, you know, there's been acquisitions here and there, is we're still working on the same core storage operating system for the most part that was developed years ago at its inception, and it's just got better and more mature. And I think one of the things that, you know, ONTAP9 really brings to the table is you can take that same sheet metal that you may have bought three years ago, and now with just a simple code upgrade, which is included uh, with your support, all of a sudden you've unlocked all these features. You've unlocked the hybrid cloud. Maybe a customer sitting on a box that they've got out here serving SIFS or NFS data, they didn't even know that they had hybrid cloud functionality in there. Well, it's there, and it's not something they had to pay any extra for. It's, it's just something that, you know, naturally appeared through evolution, not a revolution. Uh, they never had to really, you know, throw everything away and design it from scratch because they got lucky, I guess, the first time. <laughs> the only time my customers that uh, I've, you know, installed NetApp and, and, and I've worked with the same customers for over 25 years, right, in some cases, the only time those customers really had to do a lift and shift was when we went from seven mode to clustered on tap, right? So there was a time when we had to, but, um, but even then there were tools developed to make that uh, a pretty simple move. But overall, realistically, we have those customers have never had to do a data migration from the perspective of a host level data migration. And in most cases, they've been able to move data from old systems to new systems non-disruptively, right? And that's really important to be able to take that technology and, and uh, add new features to it, right? So as Ben was mentioning, you know, being able to upgrade on tap, you get all the features even with your previous systems, but sometimes you're upgrading those systems for for faster disk, right, NVMe. You could be upgrading those systems for more memory. And with that comes more features, right? New features are always introduced. 
What would you say, you know, and, and Dennis, I can open this up to you and, and Ben as well, but what would you say the uh, the key features of, of ONTAP are, you know, what, what are most of our customers, you know, utilizing? What are some of the, I guess, the favorites, if you will? So from an ONTAP perspective, our customers, from my perspective, uh, multi-protocol workloads, right? SIFs, NFS, fiber channel protocol, iSCSI, inherently, ONTAP can handle all these protocols simultaneously. What does that mean? It means it gives our customers the flexibility, for example, to run VMware over 10 gig NFS, for example, or over 32 gig fiber channel. It doesn't matter. ONTAP is still the operating system that the hardware runs and it is super flexible, right? So now we have our primary storage and it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's SIFS, you know, NFS, Fiber Channel, iSCSI running VMware, Oracle, SQL, doesn't matter, right? Uh, now we can take this via ONTAP and we can protect that data via SnapMirror, or we can back that data up via Snap Vault. And we don't have to do that to another physical NetApp at a second location, for example. If the customer, you know, is getting out of the data center business and they may only have one primary location or one campus, we can take that data and we can send a copy out to the cloud. We can send it out to Azure. We can send it out to AWS. We can send it out to GCP. It doesn't matter. And that is really the beauty of ONTAP that I feel the customers love is just that flexibility to put your data where you want it, where it makes the most sense, regardless of protocol. And I'll tell in onto that just a little bit and say, you know, there's two protocols I think we kind of skipped a little bit, which came in uh, just recently. And one of them is uh, NVMe over Fabrics or FCV NVMe, which is huge nanosecond latency, change your life kind of things that VMware started adopting in version seven. Uh, NetApps was kind of one of the first people out the gate with it. Um, the other one is now recently, you can actually serve the S3 protocol directly from ONTAP. And that's interesting for someone that doesn't want that is um, kind of cloud curious, but uh, doesn't necessarily have a big presence in the cloud. And they're starting to find more modern applications that ask for this, you know, S3 protocol. It's able to be served off that same box simultaneously with the NetApp that they're doing with their data stores, that they're uh, serving off their file shares and everything else. In addition to that, I mean, one of the things NetApp's enabled to happen for years, decades really, is uh, the ability to back up your VMs with little to no stun on them by utilizing the underlying storage snap technology, being able to send that to the cloud and uh, to do it in a very thin, efficient, deduped at the 4K block level uh, method. Uh, they also have built in WAN acceleration, they have built in multi-tenancy, which is huge for a lot of people because even if you're not a service provider, that needs thousands of tenants on your box, you might have, you know, like finance, uh, HR and account and uh, like your general population that need kind of their own swim lanes where the operating system on tap uh, supports that natively uh, with the ability to kind of, you know, carve up your data and set uh, guarantees around quality of service on said data. It also offers a secure encryption management keys and things of such nature right on the box. And that uh, that also extends from on-prem to in the cloud. And, you know, when we talk about, you know, that construct of in the cloud data, you know, Dennis mentioned the fiber channel protocol. We all know the fiber channel protocol, uh, not in the cloud nowhere. Uh, just not going to happen. It just doesn't happen. I'm sure there's a lot of people that would love to have a fiber channel fabric in the cloud and they can't have it. 
I'm sorry, you're out of luck. But this is where it gets cool. If you are using fiber channel on-prem and then you have in the mirror your data using SnapMirror up to the cloud, to like a cloud lines on tap for say, that another flavor you know, that runs in the cloud, then you're actually able to real-time re-host those lines or uh, you know, fiber channel data stores as iSCSI. And there's no copying of data to do it. It's, it just flips it in the cloud intelligently. And when it, you put it out there, you can present it to a uh, cloud machine as an iSCSI one instead of a fiber channel one. That's a great point, Ben. That goes right back to the flexibility of ONTAP, right? Yeah, and the multi-protocol, yeah, it's so huge. I have to emphasize how, you know, what Ben and Dennis are saying. It's also one of the reasons why, you know, when we're making decisions for customers, multi-protocol capability is, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's so important. And being able to switch protocols without a data migration, you know, that's kind of rare, right? Uh, and these capabilities we're talking about, and if you look at it from a disaster recovery perspective, we haven't even gotten, you know, we've talked about some of the SNAP technology like Snap Mirror, but we haven't talked synchronous and asynchronous. But what really puts uh, NetApp in enterprise space is, you know, being able to synchronously mirror as well, uh, you know, or like synchronous, but synchronous mirroring with Metro cluster, you know, we're talking data center to data center mirroring capability where, you know, you're, you, you know, you can make a switch online from, from two different data centers. I just wish all the OSs would keep up with this technology, right? It's not as easy to switch uh, an application running on, for example, uh, you know, I'll just say a Unix server, right? Over to another's data center that easily. Now, one of the things I will say that I think we're kind of glossing over, and I'm just going to mention it because uh, I don't, my Bitcoin wallet doesn't have a whole lot in it. All right. So um, ransomware. That's one of the big, huge things. And when we're touching on multi-protocol, I mean, that's one of the things we've got to, you know, talk about. And that's the ability for a NetApp to serve SIS data off of that same operating system, which is, for all intents and purposes today, somewhat impervious to ransomware. Uh, because it is a, you know, slack down hardened operating system in ONTAP to where they look after that. So when we're talking about these snapshots and what makes it beautiful and everything, so we all know, or the three of us know, maybe our listeners don't, um, that when you use a NetApp as a file server, it can actually show up in Microsoft Management Console to be uh, managed like a traditional Windows file server from the permissions and the open files and the sessions and all that, which is awesome. The NetApp read-only snapshots that are taken on the box and then replicated out actually show up to the end user or can as previous versions, which allows them, allows them a rollback, but unlike a Windows file server, which can accomplish some of the same things with volume shadow services, um, the operating system itself isn't going to catch a cold. Like, so if you have a Windows file server and it gets infected with ransomware and voila, it encrypts the operating system, you're done until you pay the ransom. With a NetApp, as long as you have your snapshot set schedule, which is one thing Logic House can definitely help you with, and your snap locker vault set up correctly, you get infected with ransomware and someone from accounting calls you and says, oh my gosh, my spreadsheet got encrypted. Oh, when? Like five minutes ago? Click, click, done. You're back up in business and you tell the people uh, who are asking you for a ransom, you laugh at them. 
So, I mean, that's, that's one of the things I see. And it, it can happen for your VMware environments. It can happen uh, for your Hopper-V or anything else. As long as it's hosted on NetApp Filer and it's set up properly, your ransomware mitigation is just kind of built in. Great point, Ben. You know, I, th there's an example of a, of a major insurance company here in, in Metro Detroit where, where I'm at. And this was a couple of years ago, but they had a pretty serious uh, uh, ransomware situation going on. And what they were able to do, because they had the snapshot set up and they were set up properly, again, by, by Logicalis, what we were able to do is say, okay, that's fine. Here's our go forward plan. What we're going to do is we're going to take those snap, the, the snapshots that you have, we're going to go back to the last known good one, and we're then going to do what's called a flex clone, which makes that that volume, that, that snapshot, it, it turns it into a read-writable volume. So it turns that read-only snapshot into a read-writable volume that users can access instantaneously. And that's really what helped keep their, their business alive was the fact that they could do all this in about an hour's time, right, for multi-petabytes worth of data. And what good is it if it's not fast? <laughs> well, and it's safe too, because when you create that, uh, stand up that flex clone, the original snapshot is still protected. It's still read only. There's even if you have to change your mind and go to a different uh, version, you're you're safe, right? But what could save you from uh, accidental, you know, for example, an intrusion where somebody's deleting your snapshots? The snap lock technology. There is a way that you can set up your storage system so that the snaps can't even be deleted for, for example, for 30 days by even the administrator which really adds another layer of security, right? That protects you. There's another fear people have with ransomware when they when you talk about snapshots, because they're like, well, how many snaps can I keep and for how many days? Because what if I don't detect this for a while, right? Uh, NetApp does a really good job of being able to keep a lot of snapshots um, very efficiently, keeping you know, and, and very efficient storage, right? You're only keeping the changed blocks over that period of time. and you know what I mean? It just there they don't there is no processing overhead when you're taking these snapshots, right? It's inherently built into the waffle file system, which we didn't even introduce waffle, right? The write-only file system, which is very unique. That was they were way ahead of the game when when they came up with waffle, right? The concept of waffle. But uh it's really, you know, when it comes to the snapshot technology, what really makes everything work so smooth. And at the core of on tap, uh I mean, at the core of the NetApp portfolio is on tap, but I mean, they do offer some other snap-ins that go with that. They have an actual ransomware preventative package like you're talking about that includes that, you know, that snap lock functionality and uh, also, you know, a manager of it, which generally runs as what we call Cloud Insights. One of the things that I think is interesting is that, uh, you know, Logicalis is pretty fluent in uh, deploying these technologies, you know, integrating them in together and setting our customers up for success. And the, and the interesting thing with NetApp, with the way that ONTAP runs today is you can actually set up your snap lock or your vaults of snaps completely and totally into the cloud. It doesn't, you don't have to buy like a second insurance policy type system that sits there. You can rent the data as you use it in the cloud. Um, you know, and that, that goes back to, you know, the other ways you can consume that app, but in the cloud, for sure, you can mitigate your ransomware and not even have to have a second data center. And ONTAP Select, too, is pretty cool to talk about, too. Just running ONTAP as an image on an ESX server, that, you know, I won't even say anything more. That's all you really need to know. That 
that you can run it anywhere. And that app controllers do add a lot of performance, right? They're, it's it's an uh, ONTAP is is designed to run, for example, uh, memory backup and things, right? Uh, capability for that storage system. So when you're running it as a VM, yeah, it might not perform as well, but I've had customers amazing use cases for that, right? So even for relocating uh, a small remote site data center, right? They they put a VM image in, they mirrored everything to that. They didn't have a pipe. They could not do snap mirror over the wire. They didn't have a WAN, right? So then they just relocated the SX server and repopulated it back at their corporate data center and moved the mirrors over to their corporate uh, NetApp six node cluster. So there's just, the flexibility is amazing what you can do with with this uh, technology. Well, and to that point, ONTAP Select brings a huge edge case story. When you're talking about doing something like this at the edge, then you're talking about, I send one rack mount server out there with some hard drives in it, or maybe a couple, if I want HA redundancy, I install this VM that other VMs can live in concert with. It hosts the storage for me and enables me to have all of these great features that are available in the core appliance. That's the other thing that makes ONTAP, you know, just a, a slam dunk for a lot of people is to that point, the edge to core to cloud story, the ability to replicate one to many, many to one, to cascade your data, to fan your data out, to fan your data in, or even do like a hub and spoke to where you have your several little edges that fan all into the core. And then the core replicates either to a data center in the cloud or near the cloud. And then you have a, a data lake of, your, of all of your data for analytics purposes right there. That's just a flex clone away. I can't think of anything that's more exciting for our customers than that story. And Ben, that that what you just described, you might have lost a few people. I want to slow down a little bit because there's a lot of what you just <laughs> said there. But uh, the term cascading, right? The, uh, uh, the term cascading, meaning in my, you know, I don't know if that's a term that NetApp inv invented or not, but when you take a mirror or a, uh, or a copy of the data and you, you move it to another location, you can move it to multiple locations, right? And those, all those locations can have different retentions um, and, and associated with them. So, you know, that is something unique. Not everybody can do that, right? And, you know, what have you done with that, Ben? Have How many copies or how many copies have you made, you know, cascading them from location to location? Um, well, I mean, I think it's limited to like, what, a thousand or something like that. <laughs> Maybe no, eight cascades. No, or, it's, it's something stupid, uh, the amount of data copies you can make. I will tell you what my biggest use case normally is, is let's take a global client, which I'll not name. I've got a few, Okay. And what they'll do today is they'll have they'll delegate like their hub sites in the EMEA region, the APAC region, Asia Pacific, the uh, LATAM region, and kind of like uh, Australia and the U.S. Okay, so you've got like these four or five continent hub data sites, and they have all their little small out uh, edge sites. They're they're smaller, they have a lot less data, but then they funnel their data into the hub. Then their hub will actually send their data cascaded, there's the third copy, into like a, a data center that's next to the cloud or in the cloud. Then they've got all their data in a collection. Since the NetApp itself and the ONTAP uh, operating system itself is inherently multi-tenant, we can take all of those different sites and, uh, and that hub too, treat them as different tenants, but have a collective of them. Therefore, whenever 
a customer hires a very smart data scientist or someone that says, hey, I've got a way we can take all of our data that we uh, have, mine it, and do this interesting thing with it to get to this outcome, uh, generally a customer would have to say, yeah, that sounds really cool, but all of our data is dispersed throughout the whole globe and there's nothing we can do with it. When your data is made highly available and enabled by ONTAP, and you've made some good decisions, not only are you, uh, you know, protected with that geo dispersion of your data in that fashion, but you're also a leg up because now you have this amazing data lake that you can actually turn your data scientists loose and say, okay, well, in IT, we're going to uh, write you an Ansible script here, and it's going to use the API toolkit of the NetApp, and it's going to take and make all this data available for you. And oh yeah, by the way, you can rent as much compute as you want to in Amazon until like your uh, balance of money we allows you to have works out or in Azure, you know, whatever cloud Google that you want to use. And, and then that excites data scientists. But when you start looking at things uh, from either healthcare or manufacturing, you're, you're starting to look at these outcomes that are getting driven. Hey, now we get vaccines that save lives. Hey, now because our data is highly available, we're able to give uh, heart patients better care. You know, things of such nature. Those are some of the use cases personally that I've touched. So, you know, that's, that, I just thought I'd share that interesting story because, I mean, that's, that's really where some of this value just really starts to hit home. No, that's that's great to share the uh, the use cases and, and kind of make things you know real to to some of our listeners who you know may may be hesitant to take the plunge and may be in similar situations. So no, that's 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 great stuff. Um, one thing that I do want to ask you guys is the uh, you know we we offer a bunch of managed services. So do we have a a managed service offering around on tap here in the U.S. or is it a you know is it global capability yet? You know where where do we stand on that so our listeners know. So I, I guess I could take that one. We are a multinational global company. Our NetApp practices are actually all over the globe. Matter of fact, today in Ireland, we offer a, in the EMEA region, we offer a one-touch support model to where you can have even your compute uh, completely supported. We take the first call for NetApp. We come out and we actually replace the hard drives when they come out uh, of your array. Um, so that's that's one of the options uh, in Australia. Let's say we have our center for excellence down there. They're doing interesting things like even offering managed services around the cloud version of NetApp uh, data on tap. Globally, we offer managed services around you know the uh, hardware versions of the NetApp that run the on tap. Uh, so when it comes to being global, we have a huge global partnership with NetApp. We work in concert with them to deliver, you know, not only hardware, but services around the globe. And there's a consistent experience that you will receive when you choose Logicalis to help be your delivery mechanism for your data on tap. Is there anything um, that we that we can offer as far as, you know, getting our, our customers set up, you know, hey, you know, what, what's the best fit for me? You know, what's what's best for my environment and, and for us going forward as a company? Or do they, you know, just take the plunge and just say, hey, I'll figure it out later? Or, you know, what's what's the best course of action from from that standpoint? That's a that's a great question, Travis. I, I can take it, guys. So uh, a couple different things, right? We can run it in the traditional you know, pre-sales model where we come out, we whiteboard, we maybe do a, you know, a POC at some point. Um, another really, really cool thing that 
we do with NetApp is we provide what's called a Cloudscape workshop. So we can come in and we can run tools um, that, again, where the data never leaves your, your premises, um, and we can analyze what you have from not only a storage perspective, a compute perspective, and a, a networking perspective, and we can tell you how, in very specific ways, how, you know, what problems you currently have, and you probably already know about them, and maybe some of those things you don't know about, maybe they're problems that, you know, big, big things that are about to happen. We really share some insight, some valuable insights with our customers about their data, and then we can show them how, you know, putting their data on NetApp infrastructure will solve uh, those problems and improve their performance, you know, remove a lot of barriers that they're currently facing, right? So, you know, that's the very high level of the Cloudscape workshop, but we basically come in, analyze the customer's data, and we, you know, we give very, very solid metrics around, you know, what we're analyzing, and we provide all the reports to the customers at the end of the day as a leave behind. It's it's about a three, three week process uh, where, but, Two and a half, three weeks of that time is spent actually collecting the data, and then we'll come back in with NetApp and you know Logicalis in concert with NetApp, and we'll present our findings to not only the technical team but the the C-suite as well to show them you know how we can solve problems and how we can save money, and that's usually what the C-level folks are interested in as well. And what really helps with this value is one place to where we, Logicalis picks it up where some of the others fall short is we actually help our customers look at their applications and their interdependencies to know really what they can move to the cloud, how much it's going to cost, how NetApp can help save them some money, how NetApp can improve performance, and which exact product line they need to, uh, uh, to, to procure. Because, I mean, that's the thing. We talk about this on tap, but there's a million different ways you can consume it. Uh, you can consume it completely and totally unmanaged. You can consume it, you know, uh, as a managed service uh, that's on your prem. You can uh, consume it as a uh, unmanaged service in the cloud. So, you know, that's what the Cloudscape workshop really helps determine. Is like, hey, which way do you need to consume it? What are your applications, and is this in fact going to work? If you don't have any. Uh, uh, don't have any insight into your data so much. And it gives you some data that you're not going to be able to get anywhere else. The other thing is too, is it'll also analyze your in-cloud workloads right now and know how you can make them more efficient, whether or not they even may belong back on-prem. That's right. And uh, Ben, I'm, I'm gonna throw you a softball question. Uh, how much does this Cloudscape service cost? Uh, it's available uh, to our customers for the very low introductory price of free 90 free. Um, or like, as I would like to say, it is included. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yes, that is one of the great things that we'll do is we actually just for an investment of our customers' time is really what it is. We will come in and help you guys evaluate this, but it's going to give you give them insights into their data that are going to be so invaluable that they're they're just going to be reeling with excitement after they get finished. And the investment in time isn't a full three weeks, as Dennis mentioned. A lot of that is collecting data, but uh, you know you just need a resource to get the tools and you know tools installed. Uh, usually, just a couple hours tops, and then it's usually two half day sessions, for example, uh, in a in a large enterprise environment to be able to show the reports during the first session and talk about the data, and then in the second session after the data has been you know um, you know we might want to run some. Uh, 
some analytics on the data and then present that, those our findings uh, to the team in the second session. Well, thanks again for, for joining. I think that almost concludes what, uh, what I had to ask you guys for today. Thanks, Travis. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Uh, this was fun. Thank you very much, Travis. Appreciate it. And, and Ben, Kevin, as always, it's a pleasure, guys. Thank you, Dennis and Kevin. Man, it's, it's, it's been fun. Hey, I always like to get on there and beat my gums about data. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so that concludes today's Logicalis Insights podcast sponsored by NetApp. Our guests today were Ben Compton, Dennis Butterwick, and Kevin Kessler. And my name is Travis Rebelay. Again, thank you guys for listening. And thank you three for hopping on. And I hope everybody has a great rest of their day.